once Endgame happens, there won't be any more Marvel movies. <laughs> They're all done. Disney released a press release and they said, guys, we're all done. We we have enough money. We are done. Shut up, you. <laughs> That's not true. I read that in our press release. They said, no, you- so we were on one side of this island, and then on the other side of the island... It's a true, one side's the beautiful side, one side's the violent side. <laughs> you like and- the Hunger Games. <laughs> like, you could draw a picture if you wanted, and then we'll put it up on the bulletin board. You, you could, could, while you're drawing something to your pants, if you wanted to. <laughs> I don't, we don't need to invite people to do that. <laughs> That's always an option. <laughs> Now the question is no longer, what will I find to entertain myself? The question is, what things what things look really great that I am going to be okay saying today that I will never watch that? So interesting, right? You know? It was, oh, all that to say, all that to say, is yeah. Elizabeth said... Even though Eric sweats a lot during story time, he never stinks, is what she said. And I really appreciate that. I don't know if that was her, like, stepping up and, like, get, like, hey, Ian. Let go, Elizabeth. Back off. This boy don't Lo stink. Lomain came out there for a moment. <laughs> Lomain. I asked her about it. This is kind of weird. When I do, like, when I'm really sweaty, you know what I think I smell like? What do you think you smell like? This is going to sound insane. And when I told Amanda, she told me she thought I had, like, a tumor or something. <laughs> When I'm really sweaty, okay. like if I'm at work or 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 whatever, and you, you know, you know, you kind of bend down yeah. and pick up a book, and, and you're you, like, "Ooh, oh, I, I smell." I think I smell. <laughs> I think I smell like pancakes. I really do. I smell like that's so funny. Do you smell like pancakes? No, I don't smell like pancakes. But when you said, "Do you think I I know what? Do you, th- you want to yeah. know what I smell like?" I thought for some reason in my head, I thought maple syrup. Oh my goodness. And I think it's just because I just watched Twin Peaks and they ate breakfast no, on Twin Peaks. No, no, we've been recording so long. <laughs> the mind melt has begun. I smell like pancakes and you think of maple syrup. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, fr- <laughs> friends, welcome to another episode of Same Team, y'all. My name is Eric. And my name is Tess. And welcome to a podcast where two librarian best friends seek to uh, bring about uh, the second era of good feelings for all of the world by talking about stuff we love, tales from the library, and lessons we've learned along the way. Here comes the clink. Clink. Very oh, nice. nice. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, no big deal. Just the second era of good feelings. <laughs> I've, I've thought a lot about this, and I think I've done the math. It's doable. <laughs> I've done the I've done the math. It's doable. I feel like we should um, we should go ahead and recognize that it's been a while since we've we've recorded together. It has been. It's been a while since we we've went recorded. on a mini hiatus. A lot of things have happened. Um, Life changing events have happened. Um, you've gone through the air. I did. I grew a weird mustache. <laughs> I noticed you grew a mustache. I wasn't going to say it's weird because I'm kind of digging it. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I dig a mustache. You ever look in the mirror and you go, I just want to change. You okay. Know? And for audio listeners, I don't have any hair on my head. So like options to make a change. On top of your head. But yeah. you have lots of hair right <laughs> here on the bottom I, of your you're head. You're right. I have no hair on the top of and the back of my head. <laughs> but I have hair on the front and the bottom of my head. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been, but if I'm really fast though, Tess, um, because it's been Monday of two weeks ago was when the last episode came out. If I get this out on Monday, 
the listeners won't even know. It's been oh, a hiatus. Whoa. We probably shouldn't have told them. Oh, no. <laughs> but you know what? Chances are I won't get this out by Monday, so it's good <laughs> to give them a heads up anyway. Um, we were talking about updates. The only update we have so far is um, I've added some songs to our Spotify playlist. So, friends, oh, yeah. if you want to, if you happen to have Spotify on your computers, um, go ahead and just search for Same Team, y'all. You should find our profile. We have, is it four different playlists, I think, We now. have four playlists yeah. now. By the way, if you don't have Spotify on your computers, it is free to mm. make an account. Thank you. Um, so you can listen to us for free if you like. And uh, 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 we just post playlists of songs. We've got our Same Team, y'all, playlists mm-hmm. of uplifting music. And then we've got our Haters Blockers playlist of songs to play when you need to block a hater. Yeah. Like, Sometimes you need to. Like Just be Susan. like Susan. Get out of here, Susan. Are we still talking about the same season? Like the season <laughs> no. from my past or just a random season? I think you think of the season from your past, and I, I'm just using Susan as a placeholder. By the way, if your name is Susan, I'm sure you're a lovely person. We're just we're just joking around. Yeah. And then Hey Susan. Uh, hey Susan. Hey. Hey. girl. Hey, girl. Um, and then we've got our our librarian's guilty pleasures playlist of uh, this was uh, a culmination of uh, librarians from our library system and their their songs that they guiltily listen to yeah. when, they, when they hope nobody's paying attention. But then I called them out and made a whole playlist of them. <laughs> Which is fun. it's actually really funny looking at the songs on that list, right? Oh, some it's of these great. I'm looking at. I was like, wait. Why are we guilty? Yeah, it's like, I know. I right? was like, wait, am I supposed to not be like shouting this song from a mountaintop? <laughs> and um, now we have a new playlist. Mm-hmm. It's called hashtag Grown Man crying. crying. Yeah, it's a list of songs, and I'm added. I added to it yesterday. I'm added every day. If I hear some, if I hear a song, and it makes you cry, bring a little bit of tear to my eye. I was walking through the park listening to Hamilton the other day, and I was just like, oh, I gotta add this one. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> We gotta add this I one. I am real, real. Uh, yeah. So if you guys are interested in that and you want to hear like some music that we've selected, feel free to check it out. It's yeah, check free. it out. Uh, check, check, check it out. The um, but anyway, <laughs> real quick before we jump into stuff we're loving, right? Um, agree or disagree? Hamilton is probably the greatest work of art made by humankind ever. <laughs> Right? I mean, it's got to be up there. Top 10 at least, right? Definitely. I'm walking through the park, and if I judge art by, like, art is anything that makes you feel something, I'm walking through the park, and the song tells me to feel sad. I feel sad. The song tells me to feel love. I feel love. The song tells me to feel hopelessness. I feel hopelessness. It's, I'm I'm just pulled along by by this amazing masterpiece, you know? Hamilton. Long story short, we really like Hamilton. (laughs) And before we get into steps we love, we should also listen to our inspirational quote oh, of the episode. thank you, Tess. Uh, that's another sign that it's been a while since we've been out of it. <laughs> thank you for reminding me of our quote. Uh, this week, I believe it's your quote, isn't it? I did. Let's I did see. pick this one. Let's bring it up. And you always send it to me early in advance, and I never peek at it. That's Ooh. a rule. That's a rule. Okay. So this will be a big surprise for you. Here we go. Is it the full thing? Yeah. Okay, cool. She did many things for us. She taught us how to draw. She gave us crayons, she gave us magic markers and paper. And she showed us that although we didn't have the money to travel to Disneyland, we could go anywhere in our mind. She unlocked our imagination. When she told us bedtime stories, she didn't just tell us the stories, she acted out the characters. She took us out on the pirate ship. She took us up the steps of the grandest castles and into the enchanted forest and we loved it. We loved it and we begged for more. But maybe the most powerful thing our mother did for us 
was a little ritual at the dinner table. She looked around to her six kids, no matter what was happening, and she said, tell me something good that happened today. Because what happens is you change the energy. She showed us that our disposition is powerful, and she changed the energy in the house. And you know, we all have a choice every day. You can focus on what's wrong with your life, or you can focus on what's right with your life. And wherever you put your energy, wherever you focus and whatever you focus on, that will grow. That was something our mom taught us at the dinner table. The ones who embraced the idea that life is good the most were the ones who were facing the most adversity. It's a photograph of a little girl named Lindsay Beggin, 11 years old and she was diagnosed with terminal bone cancer. And the journalist said, do you understand your prognosis? And she said, yes, they don't think I'm going to live longer than a year. And he said, do you mind if I ask why you're wearing a hat that says life is good? Because before I was sick, I took my life for granted. But now I want to make sure every day counts. Lindsay Began was 11 years old, 17 years ago, and uh, told she was going to live one year. I'm going to play you a short video because Lindsay didn't pass away. Hi, my name is Lindsay. I was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, a bone cancer, when I was 10 years old. I was going through chemotherapy and lost all of my hair, so a bunch of our family friends donated hats to me. The one that stuck out to me the most was this Life is Good hat. I was diagnosed on Marathon Monday of 1998 and wore it through the following August of 1999. So it's a little bit worn out now, but I keep it as a reminder. It reminded me to be positive and happy and excited, even though I was going through something that was a little bit difficult. Life is good, no matter what. What Lindsay showed us is that her optimism enabled her to access courage. So it was the beginning. When we started, we thought, well, there's pessimism, there's realism, and there's optimism. We're on this team, okay? Pessimism is corrosive. Realism lacks imagination. Optimism, on the other hand, is boundless. Optimism is boundless. I Tess. thought you would like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the guy who's speaking, does it have his name? Uh, let's look at this real quick. <laughs> That's okay. He's a CEO of Life Is Good which I don't know if any of our listeners have just seen like t-shirts and hats and stuff that say life is good on them. I didn't realize that that's like a copyrighted message that this particular company prints on clothes. Um, but uh, yeah, so life is good. And I, did you see his name? No, I no, don't. Okay. I'm on his website now looking, but we, we can put it in the show notes. All right, we know. will. Um, uh, but yeah, him and his brother run this company and I think I listened to a TED talk with him, uh, and I just became like really interested in, in this guy and his message. And so I started looking up stuff about them and, uh, yeah, so they were inspired by their mom, uh, who always taught them to focus on positive That's things amazing. to start this company where they just, uh, put out the message of life is good and uh, they've been like reached out to by lots of people uh, who who go through really hard obstacles in their life, and they're drawn to this message of life is good. And I just uh, 
really dug that whole phenomenon. I thought it was really cool well, and very same team, y'all. It was a great story. <laughs> I really liked too how he kind of like explained uh, that like realism has limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Like lacks imagination is what he said. Because I remember I had a teacher once when this was like years ago when I was like in CSM, and they uh, the one teacher was like some people are optimists and some are pessimists and she was like i'm a realist and she said like it was like a like (laughs) i'm better than those other two i'm in a third category that like sees the world as it really is um but then like he brings up a great point like if you're like well i see the world as it really is you don't see what it could be yeah Yeah. Ooh, very nice here you go (laughs) mustache oh thank you (laughs) you ready to talk about some stuff we love i'm ready so much yeah are you you I'm didn't ready. You, didn't, you didn't sound ready. ready okay now you and i did a little pre-show banter we did i think one of the things we share in common yeah should we oh are you talking about a movie wait, that we saw should we do recently? it at the same time okay here wait 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 okay you ready <laughs> okay okay i think the same stuff we're loving is the movie shazam <laughs> i'm sorry i'm messing with you okay let's try it again sorry, sorry let's try it again Captain Marvel! Yeah, so you loved this in our last episode. I, I loved it so much, I forgot that I had loved it. Yes, yeah, you loved it, and then and we had a conversation, a realistic conversation mm-hmm. about uh, some of the controversy surrounding the film, and I had not seen it yet, but now I have seen it, and you want to talk about it, and we made you some spoilery talk, so we are going to talk about Captain Marvel at the end of this episode. So if you're a, if you're a legacy listener, you'll know that at the end of the episode, we play some music, we have a little positivity party after the music. We will uh, have some spoilery yeah. Captain Marvel talk yeah. if you want to join us for that. Yeah. If not, you can just stop the podcast there and not listen to it's it. It's still in theaters as of date of recording yes. right now. Yes. You know? so, so we're we're cognizant of the fact there are people who have not seen it who want to see it. Yeah. Uh, and we don't want to spoil anything for you, but we do want to talk about and it amongst ourselves. If you haven't <laughs> seen it yet, you can always stop the podcast right at the end of this episode before Captain Marvel, before we start talking about it. And then when you do watch it, you just pick it right back up. Go back, go, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what the that's what they thought about it. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's the deal: we both love it, right? Yes, it's the stuff we love. So, it's the stuff so we love. you don't have to worry. Like, did they love it or hate it? No. Surprise! We, Eric and Tess liked the it. thing. Well, I, I know, I know. Surprise! I loved it. I almost think like almost any movie I see, like I'm like, oh boy, I really, I really like that. You know? Um, did you want to? Go with your oh one other thing I wanted to add with Captain Marvel since I watched it yeah I enjoyed it so much it spurred an excitement in me for just Marvel in general which yeah that I started a rewatch of all the Marvel all movies because I thought to myself because there's a lot of them I think it's twenty two or twenty yeah, something I have the list like in my bag um, but I was like if there's ever a time to do a rewatch it's now before you get to Endgame yeah because we all know once Endgame happens there won't be any more Marvel movies 
they're all done. Disney released a press release and they said, guys, we're all done. We we have enough money. We are done. Shut up, you. <laughs> That's not true. I read that in our press release. They said, no, we're all didn't. done. Endgame's the end. <laughs> guys, I don't know why everyone's surprised. We named it Endgame for a reason. The, so I started with Iron Man and mm-hmm. went through in the order of release starting in, you know, 2008. Uh, you're going order of release. Because I found a list online that was very interesting. It was a chronological order. Like, if you took the events of each movie and put them in chronological order, a way to watch them that way, which I thought was really interesting. That is a way to watch those movies. <laughs> but you prefer I prefer date. order of release for the reason of when the movies came out, they were written and ordered to come out in that order. Uh, based on the knowledge of assuming that you've seen the other movies, mm-hmm. right? For example, if you put, do they put what Captain America number one because it's chronological? Yes. If they did Captain Mar, uh, Captain America, it's called Captain America: The First Avengers. Assuming you're walking right in there, you're like, I don't know who the Avengers are. Why does it matter to me that he's called the First Avenger? Unless you watch the 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 teaser at the end of Iron Man where he says, "Oh, there's an Avengers initiative" and all that. Little details, and granted, if, you wa- if you're watching these movies, you already know who the Avengers are already, but I like to experience the movies as if I was viewing them at the same time, nice. you know? So, nice. um, j- also, um, so anyway, I'm almost done. I got Black Panther to watch tonight, and then Infinity War, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp, the rewatch, I mean. You know, nice. So. And then you'll have to go see Captain Marvel again. Well, my, 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 <laughs> actually, all joking aside, if it's still in theaters by the time I finish Ant-Man and the Wasp, you'll give it, you'll, I'll give it a give shot. It yeah, I'll watch it again. I don't know if I'm going to be that fast, though. I might just finish it right before uh, Endgame happens. Uh, what's your second stuffs that you're loving, Mustaf? Oh. My second stuffs? Yeah. Oh, you're looking at me like it's a... It's my trip that I just took. You went on a trip. <laughs> Now, for the listeners, I, I, I've been coming. How long have I been coming to your house to record this cast now? A year? Oh, wow. I think it's been. I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. I think it. It's been long enough that neither one. It's been one, over a year. It's been long enough. We don't enough, even remember. Well, I was, I was going to. Oh, yeah. It's long enough. I don't remember. But it's been long enough that neither Tess nor I need to brush our teeth in the morning anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're past any social niceties. <laughs> When Eric came in today, I was like, oh, I had to run upstairs real quick and brush my teeth. And yeah. he was like, sister, you don't have to do that. Um, you don't have to. Don't don't even bother with that. But anyway, I see a few uh, new things on the walls over here. I see a Life is Better in Hawaii plaque with a beautiful <laughs> lay. I see some very pretty pictures of uh, of Tess and oh, an amazingly handsome dolphin with your husband <laughs> did i all switch a room there the, uh, and i see a painting here how was your trip tess it was terrible i know right it's quite terrible you couldn't wait to come back to maryland it was amazing and it's funny because i recently re-listened to the last episode we put out and i did not sound excited to go to hawaii i sounded like stressed out you had and, a lot of work to do yeah, yeah and uh concerned about how long it was gonna take to get to hawaii and was i gonna get sick along the way and all that stuff but i will say hawaii is really far away and it does take a really long time to get there but it's totally worth it it was totally beautiful and yeah. amazing and i loved it i think you texted me and you said you had whales and dolphins swimming outside your window or something yeah, like that yeah so uh 
I have a list of, I mean, because I had to narrow it down somehow uh, of what I'm going to talk to you about because Hawaii was just such an amazing adventure. So I did make a top five things I loved about Hawaii plus an honorable mention. You were there for a week? I was there for seven, this is, seven days and six nights. Have you ever watched Samantha Brown on TV? Do you know who I'm talking about? Samantha Brown, she's like a travel TV show person. No, I don't know. Anyway, your top five things you loved in Hawaii sounds like a Samantha Brown type thing. Oh, does she like make lists of things? In my head she does. I don't know if she actually (laughs) does. I imagine she might. (laughs) Right? Okay. Well, so, uh, yes, you you mentioned that I can see whales from 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 my balcony. And that's the first thing I'll talk about. So the first thing, Brett and I arrive at the... So, just to recap, for any new listeners, by the way, we're so happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, pals. Um, My husband, Brett, won the, like, top award at his company, and the prize was a vacation, and he chose to go to Hawaii for our vacation. And so uh, they, what they did is they contracted out, they contracted a, a, a travel agent and they gave him the big pot of money that is the prize and then we told him what we wanted to do and he did, he, he made magic happen and so we flew to Hawaii and I did not throw up. Yay! Hey, that's <laughs> a big deal. Because I have motion sickness in case anybody doesn't know and I was really worried about the flight but I made it. And um, uh, and then we get to this resort that Jim, our travel agent, has picked out for us. And uh, the, the lady at the concierge informs us, well, we had to upgrade you because you were supposed to be in this tower way over here. And we actually have to put you in the tower way uh, next to the ocean because um, there was a convention going on in the hotel and we wanted to put them all in the tower over here. So you've been upgraded to the Lagoon Tower. What was the convention? It was a financial group was not, having a convention. Not magicians. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been wonderful? Could have been magicians. That was the ultimate trick. They were like, ha you think we're all a financial It was group. all a room. Ah, tuck behind your ear. Okay, so you got in the lagoon tower. Yeah, so she said, you were, you were going to be ocean view, but now you're ocean front. And Brett and I are like, oh, okay, whatever. But then we get into the room and like immediately you can look right outside your your window and there's this balcony and like right like literally right beyond the balcony is the ocean it was amazing it was so beautiful and then uh i had read all these guidebooks before we went saying that you're going in winter and i'm putting winter in parentheses air parentheses because it was like mid 80s during the day and high 60s at night it was gorgeous weather but you're going during the winter so you might see a whale while you're there because it's whale season in hawaii the whales travel from way up north and they come to the warm waters to have their calves um and they you know and the guidebooks was like you know, we might have to wake up really early in the morning and go to these particular beaches with like high elevation and like maybe you'll see a whale if you're super patient the minute we arrived there was a whale like outside of our balcony like jumping in the jumping like, out hey. of the water he was like What's what was the name of the resort is that like a that's not a secret is i don't it? think so we we stayed at the hilton waikoloa lounge okay. no waikoloa village okay resort and it was gorgeous. This resort so was the amazing. whale was jumping up, going, "Welcome to the Hilton High Resort. <laughs> Welcome." 
and like you saw that like that picture perfect like whale tail yeah. the fluke oh, coming out love of the, the water. Whale tail. It was amazing, and then I became obsessed with whale watching. So, like I said, we read all of these guidebooks before we went, and I had all these ideas of things that we could do. But then we got there, and literally all I wanted to do was just look at the ocean and see whales jumping out of the ocean. Which, um, Eric, uh, we're fans of the Lev Grossman novels, the Magician's Trilogy. And, it is canon at this point. Yeah, and in The Magicians, not to, I don't think this is a spoiler. Minor side plot. Um, a very, like, there's just a subtle mention of the fact that whales are very powerful spellcasters, and they, and they work spells daily to protect us from some sort of danger within the deeps of it's the a ocean. Beast, it's a beast down below the ocean <laughs> that the whales are keeping us safe from, you know? And I, whenever I, like, think of whales... Now, thanks to those books, I think of like what is the the magic that they are doing right now, and so I saw these whales, and all I could think of was like, oh, such powerful spellcasters, these whales. But I just was enchanted by them, and so we had all these plans of things to do, and I would say like we didn't do most of them because I really just wanted to sit and watch whales, and Brett was cool with that because it was just such gorgeous scenery just looking out at the beautiful ocean and see the palm trees swaying and the beautiful black sands of the beaches and um, just whales, freaking whales. Like, where do you see a... I've never seen a whale before. And I thought it was just amazing. Well, definitely not cruising down the street in Maryland. No, and I've actually... Like, now I'm in big trouble because I'm obsessed with, like... Whales. With whales and, and whale watching. That was like my hobby while we were in in Hawaii. Tess, Tess, you know what I'm about to say. What are you about to say? Well, we were talking about the mind meld with me smelling like pancakes <laughs> when I got a lot of sweat and you thinking about maple syrup. Yeah. So here, we'll say it at the same time. Oh no. What I'm thinking right now. You ready? Here, follow my lead. Same whales. I'm not putting these in order, but it's the first thing I thought of. My number, my my first thing that I loved from whales. Hawaii was whales and whale watching. This is incredible. <laughs> yes. Okay, number two. Okay, number two. Number two. You mentioned the dolphins. Oh, yeah. Yes. I see one right over there. So, oh, uh, one's giving you a smooch right yes. in the face. So, uh, Jim, our travel agent, was like, okay, I can get you to Hawaii. I can get this nice place for you to stay at. And, like, is there anything special, like, one special thing that you would love to do while you're in Hawaii, like an excursion Like a special thing. Yeah. And he suggested swim with dolphins. And I tried to play it real low-key. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, you could do that if you want to. And then Brett was like, I think we're going to do it. I was like, yeah! I think the dolphins are really cool and i my according to pottermore my patronus is a dolphin whoa yeah um and so i was really excited to meet the dolphin but then i kind of got a little less excited to see the dolphin because i talked to some people who had met dolphins Mm -hmm. before and they told me the dolphins can be jerks i i (laughs) met a dolphin once i think this is in jamaica this is a long time ago we've got pictures of this dolphin trying to kiss us and he was just like he really thought it was funny to splash salt water in your eyeballs. Like, not like, oh, splash in your face, like a full-on wave in your face. Oh, and he was nice enough. Maybe that was, like, his way of being, like, uh, 
uh, like giving me a hard time, but uh, I don't know. Well, I did hear, and I heard that the male dolphins can be like especially jerky, yeah. and so I was very. Then I became concerned. I was excited, and then I was concerned. Like, gee, I hope this dolphin excursion. Hope is I get a go nice well. dolphin. Yeah. So we went right there on the resort. Is this um, facility called Dolphin Quest? And it's an educational facility. You go in there, they give you a sword, <laughs> a shield, a map, and they're like, fare thee well on your journey. On your quest to, see, your the quest to see the dolphins. <laughs> and, uh, Dolphin Quest is this educational facility where they have dolphins living in captivity on the resort. And... Um, they have several little saltwater pools that they swim around in, and we got brought in by a trainer. She brought us in the water, and we met uh, Keo, the dolphin. Yeah. We met we met three dolphins, but Keo is the one that I really felt like I connected with. And um, these dolphins were so incredibly sweet and gentle. Nice dolphins. So nice. Yeah. Like they are. They they take that stereotype and they rip it up and throw yeah. it away because they are. They were incredibly sweet and gentle, and they love to snuggle with you. Like they love to have pats and and let you touch them. And they they like uh, you can see there's a picture of Brett giving the dolphin a hug, yeah. and there I'm giving the dolphin a little smooch, and uh, it was wonderful. And I was like crying the whole time because I was like, oh my God, the was it from the salt water they <laughs> No, I was crying the whole time because we were. <laughs> Equivalent being maced in the face when I visit the dolphin. These dolphins, now, I think that our dolphin experience is a little different than some of the ones I've heard about because, like, I've heard about mainly dolphin, like, photo opportunities. Mm. This is essentially what I've heard about from other people. And this was way more like, let's get in here with these dolphins and learn about them and learn about how they're mammals and learn about echolocation and see some of the cool things that we've taught them to do because the trainers have taught them to do some cool things like you know they spin around in the water and they jump up and um they will uh they do like little funny like noise commands and stuff like that and uh and and they take photos while you're in the water with the dolphins and every once in a while they're like why don't you look at the camera now and and take a like a photo up but it's really not like a like okay now the dolphin is gonna pull you with yeah. its fin and that'll cost fifty dollars but if you want the dolphin to like push you with its nose then that's like a hundred dollars it really wasn't that kind of experience it was definitely more like we're a bunch of scientists and we hang out with these dolphins all day, and they're amazing. We want to share that with you. And hopefully you will then be inspired to conserve the ocean for the wild dolphins that are out there. Uh, and the dolphins at this dolphin quest are, like, they live really long lives. There was one that was, like, 49 years old. Ooh. And dolphins in the wild, they say, like, live to their teens, maybe. Like, an old one's, like, 20. That's amazing. Yeah, so these dolphins are sticking around a really yeah. long time. Old, they wise dolphins. Old, wise dolphins. And I love them so much. And we, I did buy a piece of artwork by Keo. That one of the things, they do all kinds of things with these dolphins. One of, them, one of the things they do is they give them, like, a paintbrush and they paint on a canvas. That's great. I was asked, I was wondering about that. He even signed his name. Yeah. Well, I asked. Yeah. The, I asked the trainer. I was like, "Do they like doing that?" And they're like, "Okay, listen. I don't know if they like doing it, but I think they like that we like that they do yeah. it, and we give them fish when they do it. So, so but they they make these little paintings slap, that slap, I slap. 
I brought one home because I that's that's Keo's artwork. She Very was nice. she was really wonderful. So number two, that was Dolphin Quest. Number three, let me see what I got here. Let me check the notes. No, oh, okay. So also at this uh, this this resort, they've got this lagoon. I mentioned the lagoon. We're in the lagoon tower. Yeah. There's a lagoon that like comes into the resort that you could swim in, and it's it opens out into the ocean. And so when the lady was like showing us, she's showing us this map of the resort and telling us, you know, over here are the restaurants and over here is, you know, your room and over here is the lagoon where the turtles are. And I was like, wait, what? Tell me about these turtles. Tell me about these turtles. And she was like, oh yeah, sea turtles, they just come in from the ocean and they hang out in the lagoon. And you can snorkel with them or you can like row a little kayak and like follow them around. She's like, or they pull up on the beaches and sun themselves. And I was like, and I can just be around them? She's like, well, we ask that you be like five feet away from them because they are endangered. She's like, but yeah. And I like did not believe her. I, like I could not believe that I could possibly have not only an encounter with a dolphin, not only see whales out my balcony, but also swim with a sea turtle. Because I also really love sea turtles. And Eric, I did it. I swam with the sea turtles. I was really nervous about snorkeling because I have a thing about like breathing underwater. I was really nervous that. For some people too, it could be really claustrophobic. Yeah. It kind of narrows your vision. I've never. It feels like you're kind of in the closet. Yeah. I've never done snorkeling or scuba or anything like that. So I was kind of nervous. Uh, and because Brett was like uh, renting us like snorkel gear, and I was like, oh no, am I gonna be able to do this? But I was fine. I turned out fine. And uh, I think the reason I was fine is because like as soon as we got underwater, there was like this great big sea turtle, and we just like swam around him, and he was awesome. Or like we saw like three or four sea turtles while we were swimming around, and then like the lady was right, they'll like pull up on the beach and like just lay there. And you could go down and like just sit next to them on the beach and just like have a moment where you like commune with a sea turtle. It was amazing. And I loved it. That was number three. Hanging out with sea turtles. Number four, uh, Brett's birthday. Number four. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no. Number four, um, there's a really beautiful beach in Hawaii called Hapuna Beach. And everyone was telling us, you have to go to Hapuna Beach. It's like the like ideal like white sands, palm trees, blue, turquoise water. Like you've got to go and see the this Corona beach. Corona Beach. Yeah. Exactly. So we went. And we went kind of later in the day, which was fine because we got to see the most beautiful sunset I have ever seen in my freaking life. It was absolutely gorgeous. Like, you know, people joke like, I love walks on the beach at sunset and I was like I never see like the appeal of that yeah. until I was on this beach watching the sunset because it was like literally breathtaking yeah. so s- <laughs> challenge okay with your words <laughs> make me feel oh no I can't what you felt when uh, you were on the beach just complete yeah. okay, and I, utter okay I got my eyes closed complete and utter peace and serenity mm. As you hear the ocean lapping against your ankles and you're looking at this beautiful yellow, orange, red, pink, magnificent, like, art in front of you that isn't art. It's just the freaking world that we live in. Like, mm-hmm. you're one with nature. You're one with nature and you're just soaking it in. Uh-huh. And then the sun goes down and there's darkness 
and you see suddenly specks <gasps> of light oh, oh. in the sky. It's the stars. Am I hold, am I holding Brett's hand? <laughs> you can totally here. Hold I'm reaching Brett's out. Hand. I feel it. It's so <laughs> big and strong. <laughs> and it was just so totally beautiful. I will say Brett was mainly like behind the camera for a lot of oh. um, the sunset, but he did come out and hold my hand. Actually, you can see a picture. He like oh. he set up the camera so that we can like both be in the picture of the sunset. But is. It is amazing, and I would recommend to anybody who's on the Big Island of Hawaii to definitely go see a sunset at Hopuna Beach. It will change your life. And then the last thing, number five, for Brett's birthday, we went to the other side of the island. Um, so we were on one side of this island, and then on the other side of the island... Is it true? One side's the beautiful side, one side's the violent side. Right? <laughs> It's you like went, the Hunger Games on right, the other yeah, side yeah, of the island. Like district, and you guys ran. District you guys ran towards the cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> so the Big Island is really interesting in that there's like five to seven different climates going on at the so same cool. time on this like one island. I know it's called the Big Island, but it, I mean technically it's a little island. And um, where we were, it was like the sunny beachy side. And it was just gorgeous all of the freaking time. And then on the other side of the island, they have like almost like a rainforest like climate where it's like lots of greenery, lots of rain, um, lots of uh, beautiful flowers and, and creatures living over there. And then there's two huge mountains on the island that if you look up at them, you can see snow on the top of the island, on the mountain. And you're like laying on a beach, like looking that up at snow. That is so cool. Crazy. That's like some video game nonsense. Like, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, because the, like the way the world and video games are <laughs> yes. often like divided so abruptly. Like, okay, I'm in the forest area and snow area. I get it. Okay, I'm sorry. Volcano area. You're like, you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah like you riding your horse through <laughs> yeah, Skyrim. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're like, I just crossed like five biomes in five minutes. But it like actually exists in Hawaii. Cause then, and then in the middle, oh, there's like, You'll drive through these, like, barren, like, volcanic rock lands where there's, like, nothing except, like, a goat, like, walking around. And then and then there's also these, like, farmlands where they grow the beautiful Kona coffee and stuff. And, I mean, it was just really interesting to just kind of drive through the island and see, like, all of the different climates. So we drove from one side of the island to the other side of the island. We rented a jeep. For Brett's, <gasps> Brett loves Jeeps, so it, it was his birthday, and we go over to the other side of the island, and um, we saw these beautiful waterfalls. We had to hike to the waterfalls. That's when I sent you, I think I sent you a picture of a banyan tree. Yeah, I saw we it. We saw it an beautiful. amazing banyan tree. Yeah. Well, we saw a lot of beautiful trees in there. And then we saw these like 400-foot waterfalls. Brett took a lot of really beautiful pictures. Brett is uh, he's, he's like a hobby photographer. That's and cool. He took a lot of really. I cool can tell pictures. from these photos. That yeah, taking. yeah. He was kind of experimenting with exposure to like make the the water. You could see like the water in motion. It's really really beautiful photos he took. Well, and- I can see he's experimenting with exposure because I see him exposing himself in this photo right here. <laughs> a lot of time in this state park 
exposing ourselves <laughs> to these beautiful waterfalls. Oh, photography humor there. Yeah, <laughs> it was gorgeous. And then we also got pancakes at this diner that's like a famous diner in uh, Hilo, Hawaii. It had a bunch of pictures of the rock on the wall because apparently yeah. Dwayne Johnson loves to eat their pancakes. And their pancakes were really good, but also the syrups were really good. They had like a passion fruit syrup and a guava syrup and like a coconut syrup, like just so cool. And then that leads me into my honorable mention, which is that since we were in Hawaii during the quote unquote winter, it was off season. And so Jim, our travel agent, got us a deal that we got to eat free breakfast every day, which the breakfast apparently costs like 80 bucks a day if you want to eat breakfast. But we got to go for for it was like wrapped into our package that that the prize covered and we um, got to eat this amazing uh, buffet every morning. Fat story every day, not just Friday. Fat, fat week. Fat story, fat story week. Fat story week. Because we were eating all kinds of delicious breakfast foods every morning. And they had a make your own omelet station. I became obsessed with pork while we were there because the Hawaiians eat a lot of pork and, mm-hmm. I, and, and onions. Onions just taste better in Hawaii. I don't know mm-hmm. why. And, Science. <laughs> And juice. I don't normally drink juice, but the fresh fruit juice in Hawaii was like, I became obsessed with it. And the the Big Island Breakfast Buffet mm-hmm. is my honorable mention. Wow. So Big Breakfast Buffet. That was my list of the things I loved most about Hawaii. I have two questions for you. Yes. One, while you were there, did you find out if they were accepting, if they had any job openings at the local library? <laughs> For when you and Brett moved to Hawaii, and we have to figure out how to record across the nation, which should be done, right? We can totally do it, or across the ocean. Um, and two, my second question is, uh, <laughs> I forgot what my second question was. It involved pork. I don't remember what it was. The, um, I don't remember what my second question is, but uh, it sounds like you guys had an okay time while you're over yeah, there. It yeah, okay, it was okay. For sure. It was more than okay. Uh, that's great. I'm so happy. I was thinking about a lot. I was thinking about you guys a lot when I was uh, not in Hawaii. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what things are like over there in Hawaii right it now. It was amazing. Yeah. It was it's hard to believe that that is part of the United States. Yeah. And it got me very curious about like how Hawaii became part of the United States. And I just read a really fascinating book that I would also recommend to anybody who's interested in that topic. It's called Unfamiliar Fishes by Sarah Vowell. And it's all about the history of how Hawaii became part of the United States. It's very interesting. But yeah, Hawaii, man. It's the stuff I was loving. Very nice. Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Uh, holy smokes. Hawaii. Hawaii. Right? Yeah. What else you got? What you got? <laughs> well, I got to tell you. It's not Hawaii, uh, <laughs> but I did finish a book recently. And yes, I tell mean, me about it. Not to brag, but it's kind of a big book. I saw it. At least I for me, uh, I don't. If we have any new uh, listeners, I don't have a ton of time to read nowadays. Uh, my daughter takes up a lot of my free time, um, but I'm holding in my hand an adult fiction book uh, called "The Overstory" by Richard Powers. 
a lot of times when I start a book like this, and it's not huge. I think it's like just over 500 pages. So it's not the largest book in the world. That's a pretty big book, especially when you're a busy dad. Yeah, and it's adult fiction. So it's not like a, it wasn't necessarily a breezy read, like a lot of kind of like YA or J stuff that I read. Um, But normally when I start a book like this, I kind of am really into it. And maybe I'll get about halfway through. (laughs) And when I realize it's been like two or three weeks, I kind of like either move on or get bored with it. But I was really proud of myself that I kept coming back to it. And I finished it just yesterday. I went down to, you know, do you know where Jesse's Kitchen is? Down in yes, Leonardtown? Yeah, I, I went do. down there. I got myself a nice broth bowl filled with I heard z- their soup zoodles. is amazing. I got some zoodles and some uh, uh, vegetable dumplings. And I knew I had like 50 pages left in this book. And I said, I'm going to leave work early because I had some comp time. I said, I'm going to leave work early. I'm going to oh, get a big bowl of broth. That sounds beautiful. I'm going to get some zoodles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this book. Uh, the Overstory in a nutshell. Overstory by Richard Powers is about, um, uh, I know, I know. It is, it is Take hard. a moment. It, I will take a moment. It is about Tess. Yeah. It's about trees. <laughs> Hashtag trees are wonderful. It is about trees and it is about, it's a hard story to describe because it's kind of the, the overstory of the whole planet that we live on wow and it involves it basically it kind of tells the story of five people um that are geographically separate from each other um whose lives cross and intertwine in interesting ways all involving around the importance of trees and what's so interesting is the book is kind of told from the perspective in a way of trees as in like the the lives of these people because a lot of it, the story starts kind of at their birth or close to it. Or in some cases, their ancestors and leading up to them. Um, and the the, uh, the most of the book is kind of told from the perspective of trees from the from the standpoint that this their, their whole life for us is, that's your whole story. Yeah. But to a tree, that's... Hardly anything. That's a day, yeah. right? You know? And it involves them kind of... It involves big, heady subjects involving the future of the earth. How we treat our trees, how we treat nature, um, how humans are <laughs> making more humans at a rapid rate, and how their innate hunger uh, may consume the whole planet, and the fate of the trees, and how does that tie into each other? It involves, yeah, it's, it's big stuff. It involves also uh, high science and stuff from the future. Um, what does the future look like after? after the humans have had their fill of the earth and what is that what are the trees doing to survive in a world with humans and if the whole if the whole if the if the whole existence of the if the planet earth was on a 24 cycle like it started at midnight and then midnight of the next day was today so yeah. midnight was the very beginning of earth and midnight of the next day uh, was um was uh, today, um, humans would have arrived, uh, humans as we know it would have arrived in the last, like, less than a half a second. And, like, the the lifeline of the planet, the, 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 the pulse of the planet had gone dead, like, five times in that time, like, because of extinction-level events, and the plants came back. And it was, like, the idea of, like, okay, so humans, shocker, we're not doing a great job for our planet Earth right now. Right. Um... But will they be fine past us? And like for us, this is the biggest tragedy of anything, right? But to the trees, 
maybe they'll be okay. Maybe they're not going to be okay. You know, I have actually real quick. It involves a lot too. Cause you know how I'm a big fan of like, uh, we talk about uh, on this cast, like the stories we tell ourselves yes. and like the made up, like, for example, you mentioned the controversy of Captain Marvel, right? Yes. <clears throat> we, we, we talk about this, but it's a made up story that we've told ourselves, right? The controversy of Captain Marvel, the, the movie Captain Marvel, seeing a movie. The noise. The noise that of it. surrounds any, anything in our world. Uh, this is a part of, kind of near the end of the book, but it just, I thought it was really interesting. Um, the single best thing. You can do for the world, it occurs to her. The problem begins with the word world. It means two such opposite things. The real one we cannot see. And the invented one that we cannot escape. And it was like, what it is, the real one we cannot see is the the, <laughs> the world. The actual world that we live in. And the invented one we cannot escape is the one that says, I need to use paper out of my pockets to buy food for my mouth. You know what yeah. I mean? Is Or the invented one is also that I'm all stressed out because of what someone thought about Aquaman. Made up, made up, made up. Without going into too much detail, it is the perfect book for me. It involves trees. It involves... They never use the word meditate. They do use the <laughs> word stillness. They use the word commune with the trees. Someone does become enlightened on a profound level near the end of the book. And I thought it was a phenomenal job. Richard Powers, if you're listening... <laughs> Over a story by you is a book that I'm loving. Nice. Yeah. Should we tell some tales? From the library! Tales from the library. Tales from the library. Read some books. Read some books. We also have online resources. tale who's got a tale how about you tell me first. a tale okay i've got a good tale this tale actually happened yesterday so this is a hot hot off the oh, presses hot off the presses uh, tale we, so hot. we <laughs> <laughs> i'm burning my fingers on these tales this is so, <laughs> this so hot over here ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> um <laughs> we can borrow oculus rifts which if you're not familiar oh, yeah. is very like nice high-end virtual reality equipment and uh, a gaming laptop from our state library. Soon we're going to be purchasing some for our own, but right now we can borrow them, our library system, I should say. And we've been doing these programs called, I think it's called Virtual Reality Roadshows. Yeah. Yeah, which is basically we set up two Oculus Rifts. Anyone can come in and play any type of game they want, you know? Uh, it's kind of a way to kind of introduce just the public to virtual reality. Yeah. And, and because what... virtual reality is kind of expensive, like the equipment. So it is. kind of the everyday person who comes in our library might not be able to experience it. Well, so. the I have a PlayStation VR, which is virtual reality, but it's essentially, I already owned a PlayStation 4, which is, I don't know, what is it, like 300 bucks now? Uh-huh, you know? Yeah. And then the headset plus games and stuff is probably close to that already on top of it. For Oculus Rift... I think that's even more expensive, probably close to a grand. Yeah. And then to run it, you need a really nice gaming laptop, which is once again a grand over. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, you're right. Like so we can kind of people can have this experience Making it accessible. without needing to break the bu- bank the the break the bank. Break, yeah. break the budget or the bank. Um anyway, we had a young kid playing do you know you know, I'm not gonna use last names, but Sarah upstairs and admin. Yes, yes. Sarah upstairs and admin, I know she doesn't Your best listen. Friend. She's my best friend. <laughs> I love her so much because she's so <laughs> Sarah, like yes. she's so 
serious. Indeed. And, and I'm not even going to use the word reserved, but I don't know what it, there's like, she's like a, like a, like a panther, like waiting to pounce, <laughs> but she's always, she never jumps. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She never jumps. <laughs> that's a really great assessment. She, she is. Sarah. Like, that's exactly right. And she's just like wise and watching. And she's probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever known. And I'd agree most productive person. I like, I'll be like, can you do this? And bing, bang, boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. And, and most professional. Anyway, she was, uh, she, she was back there running the VR roadshow with Deborah, you okay, know, yes. and she had the thing set up and a few families were kind of trickling and not a huge group and two younger kids, like, I don't know, not that young, maybe eight, maybe 10. Okay. Uh, they come in and they're playing and I kind of check on them and I leave. Anyway, Sarah comes by and she asked me, she goes, Hey, Eric, um, where's the body fluid kit? Where do you, where's the body fluid cleanup kit? And I go, Oh, it's over this way. What do you think happened? Did a kid get sick playing VR? Ooh, this is a fun game. Okay, so here's our, did a kid get sick? That's a very good possibility. Sometimes you can get a little motion sickness. Did a kid throw up while playing VR? No. Okay, what's another thing? Did a kid get so excited that they peed their pants or scared? I really wish. Okay, so so the other option would have been blood. Like, did a kid <laughs> whack another kid in the face? Oh, yeah. Is that what happened? No. Yeah. A kid did pee himself. So apparently, <laughs> he wasn't so excited he peed himself, but he was enjoying himself so much. Ah, uh, he didn't want to take he a He didn't break. want to stop. Yeah. And I, apparently, Sarah's there helping him play the game. And you picture Sarah, right? Sarah's <laughs> the absolute best. And this kid, this kid, this is how she knew that he peed. Because, you know, you were in pants. Maybe yeah. you don't really know right away. Yeah. And uh, this is how she knew is because he's playing VR and with his headset on, he turns to her and goes, <laughs> do you have another pair of pants? <laughs> Which, by the way, I love children. Why would Sarah be walking around with another pair of children's boys' pants, you know? Um, like his mom probably sometimes yeah, walks they, around with extra yeah, clothes. Yeah, well, we've got an extra pair of clothes there for Freya. Yeah, so maybe he's like, you know, but I feel like this kid's I felt like he was older. I saw him. Like, he wasn't little, little. Anyway. Well, but you know what? I will say, sometimes kids will surprise you because, like, my nephew, for instance, is very tall for his age. And I think if you saw him, you might think he's, like, seven or eight, but he's only five. He could have been, like, five. And he acts like a five-year-old, and he might wet himself, and you might be surprised by that. So that might have been something going on. Maybe. I mean, he wasn't wearing any pull-ups or anything. You know, he was out of that because then it wouldn't be a problem. He just went pee pee in his pants anyway he peed but yeah i think it was just he was so (laughs) and also you know what i'm empathetic too because i'm sure there's times too like if you're in a movie yeah or especially for me oh yeah this is a big one that's been happening to me because i've been drinking a lot of water like you gotta stay super (laughs) hydrated the middle of the night Oh, yeah. Then it's you're... three in the morning. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to get out of bed. I'm like, oh. Do you know oh. that I had a dream the other night? I had a nightmare that I had to go to the bathroom and I couldn't find a bathroom. And when I woke up, I just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I have, whenever I have to pee in my sleep, I always have dreams that I am that I need to find a bathroom. But you know what? I always find it. Oh. That's and I good. always go. But I'm lucky that I never go in real life. I always, I know, this is, I'm very lucky. I always go. I find the bathroom and I go. But then I don't go in real life, luckily. Luckily. Because I'm going in the Good dream. Job. <laughs> anyway, that's my tale. The kid kid peed his pants during virtual reality. So I told Sarah too, this is I was kind of being not snarky, but I told her to put it in our library stories folder. <laughs> Some kid liked yeah, the VR so yeah, much that he forgot yeah, to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. What's your tell, Miss Tess? Uh, so it was National Library Week this week. It was. Snaps for all the librarians. Snaps what up? What up? What up, librarians? 
this is your week. Uh, <laughs> this is your week. <laughs> so it's National Library Week. And it's today the last day then, because today's Saturday? Yes, indeed. Yeah, so tomorrow it's not your week. Get back no. to work. <laughs> no, no more weeks for you. No more weeks. <laughs> we, will, we will discontinue any celebration of you and your, your career. Um, but the way that we celebrated it at our library is we put up an interactive display where uh, we, we had some flowers and people could write on a little petal why they like the library. Ooh, I like and that. And then they could staple it up to the bulletin board where the flowers are. So we had this like uh, uh, bulletin board of these flowers and all the petals were comments that people wrote about the library. And people wrote some really sweet comments. That's it was great. just really nice. And um, I'm just going to read you like a couple oh, of Oh, you comments. took some. Yeah, okay, I, good, took, good. I took pictures of some of the ones one person wrote. And we did not prompt these people. We just said, like, hey, if you want to write something, you can. You could just write your name. If it was a kid, we are like, you could draw a picture if you wanted, and then we'll put it up on the bulletin board. You, you could, could, while you you're could drawing something, pee your pants if you wanted to. <laughs> I don't, we don't need to invite people to do that. That's always an option. <laughs> um, so somebody wrote, without books, we'd have no knowledge. Take mm. the time to read and learn something new and exciting. That's nice. I really like that. And another person wrote, the library is a wonderful place to get lost in a new adventure. I love that. Wow. A lot of people wrote really nice things about the staff at the library, which is really sweet to hear, you know, because I think you do the best that you can and you're hoping that you're helping people and you're hoping that they're making you're making their lives better and more convenient and more enlightened. You know, you're really just doing the best you can and you don't often hear back like, thank yeah. you for what you did or that did really help me. You know, you don't usually hear the story of what came after you helped them. So it was really nice to hear a lot of people wrote really sweet things about the staff at the library, like about how we know everything, which we don't know everything, but a lot of people seem to think that we know everything. Um, and that was just really, it was really sweet to see. And then one person wrote, um, a little girl wrote, I really, 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 really liked reading to the dog because we had a yes. we had a program recently uh, where we invited some therapy dogs in, and we do a program called Pause to Read, where kids can read books to the dogs and practice their reading skills on a non-judgmental furry friend. Yeah. and um, that was so sweet to see somebody wrote that they really, 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 really liked reading to the. <laughs> I um I remember remember back at the beginning of this cast I said I had a second question for you about Hawaii. Yeah. Did you and no judging. Did you have time to meditate on that beach? Um You're probably too busy being there. I was definitely like mindful. Yeah. Like the the moments that I was watching the whales, yeah. I was just like taking it all yeah. in. We spent so much time just sitting out on that balcony. That counts. And just like soaking it in instead of doing instead of doing stuff that's the thing it's like we went there with all these plans of things to do like we're gonna go see a volcano and we were gonna go see this that or the other and we're gonna go shopping we're gonna go eat at this place or that place and we just got there and wanted to sit and look at it and yeah that's awesome yeah um but uh that's my library tale happy national library week happy national all the library workers and um we and all, it was just nice to hear that feedback. And everyone knows National Library Week is always celebrated by giving large raises to all the librarians. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with your money, girl? <laughs> Hilarious joke.
joke, Thank Mr. You. Eric. Thank you. Mr. Eric, mm-hmm. have you learned a lesson this past fortnight? <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that was like an idea, like a lesson entering my mind. Like, here, wait, let me try that again. Here, wait. Oh. Oh. <laughs> did you learn a life lesson this week? I did! That's great! Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have learned a life lesson. Surprise, surprise. The, um... This life lesson comes to you. It's sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> I was, I was um, s- strolling through Netflix one day, okay. and um, and I, I, I really, I'm gonna try to get away from the habit of being like, I don't have time for that. I'm a dad because everyone's got something that even if they don't have a Freya in their life, um, <laughs> that they're busy, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone's very busy. Um, but anyway, I was strolling through Netflix one day and. I didn't really have a ton of free time, like to start a whole show or start a movie, but I was looking through and you know that I'm not as like plugged into like what's going on anymore. Like as far as like what shows are coming out okay. or what shows are yes. canceled and all that. Yes. But as I was thumbing through Netflix, I saw probably in the span of 10 minutes, 30 shows or movies that I would love to watch. Right? Yeah. Probably legit 30 that I said, that looks good. That looks good. Ooh, that looks good. I, sometimes oh. I get overwhelmed yeah. looking at yeah. all of the quality Ooh. content. Oh, I watched the first season of that. I should watch the second season of that. <laughs> oh, I had a friend who told me about that. Ooh, I read about that one. Oh, that one. Oh, that one. That one. That one. And anyway, I had this realization that we might have talked about this on the cast before, but when I was, or at least it feels like when I was younger, the question was always, um, how do I entertain myself? What is on TV? I mm-hmm. want to find something on TV. And there there are less channels. And the channels that were there, 95% of the time, there wasn't something that I enjoyed, mm-hmm. right? And I had video games, but, you know, I played them all and books. You know, it was like there was stuff there, but it felt like the question was how do I entertain myself? And what am I going to find to entertain myself? Now I think we live in a time that I do think is unique from from our past where there is, we've talked about this as being a golden age, right? Yeah. Like, I never thought we would see a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I never thought Carmen Sandiego would come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's amazing. But now the question is no longer, what will I find to entertain myself? The question is, what things, what things look really great that I'm going to be okay saying today that I will never watch that? Uh-huh. What are the things that I'm never, I'm going to look at this and out of those 30 one I'll watch, yeah. right? You know, yeah. because uh, this when I was tr- strolling down Netflix, this is last week. Between now and then, there's 30 new ones, right? Yeah. There's 30 new things that look amazing. There are 30 things that people on TV and my friends and family members are telling me, you must watch this. There are 30 <laughs> more every week, every day, 30 more things that you must watch this. You must enjoy this. You must do this. So all of this to say, I would say life... <laughs> isn't about just entertaining yourself, right? And I think entertainment is important because it's kind of like the part you're having fun. It's the same as playing outside. It's the same kind of firing those endorphins. You're laying down. You're 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 just kind of zenning out after work because you've had a tough day. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Entertainment, I'm not going to be like, no one should ever be entertained because I think life should be fun. You know, and I like to have fun at work and I have fun all the time uh, uh, when I can. But having said that, 
life is about more than entertainment. So if you view life as when I'm in the car, how am I going to entertain? And I know we all do this. How am I, when I get in the car and I drive to work, how am I entertaining myself between now and the time I get to work? Yeah. Am I going to put music on? Am I going to put a podcast, podcast on? Right? Yeah. When I get to work, how am I going to entertain myself so that I can not have to focus on work so much? When I'm done, when I get home, what am I going to do to entertain myself? When I'm done that, when I'm done entertaining myself, when I'm done this book, what book am I going to read so I can entertain myself? So I can entertain myself. Don't get me wrong. Hey, entertainment's amazing. And we're going to gush about Captain Marvel after this, right? And I've just finished this. I found the time to finish this big Marvel rewatch, right? And where I watched a ton of movies. So I'll be the first one to admit, like, hey, this stuff is great. Having said that, it's important to take a moment and say, maybe the point of life isn't just to entertain yourself. Entertainment is a part of life. But it's not the point of life, is what I'm saying. That's so very wise observation. No, I know you're laughing, but it's true. I think I think sometimes I have to remind myself. I do too. That that the whole point of me being here is not just to be entertained. There are other things that I need to do with my life. Yeah. yeah. And the idea that if you the I don't know, it's it, the idea that it's okay, right? Like, yeah. I used to feel really, since I got off of social media and wasn't really following news, I used to feel really kind of sad that I was, like, missing out on things, right? Like, hey, Eric, did you know there's that, I don't know, that movie just came out. I've never heard of this. And I feel like I'm missing out on the, like, the, the, the social zeitgeist. Discourse. Yeah, yeah. And, and I realized it doesn't matter. That's an <laughs> example of that invented world yeah. that my, my best, soon-to-be best friend, Richard Powers, was talking about <laughs> in his book, Overstory. It's, it's invented. It is movies to entertain. And what it is is we're moved by these movies, right? Like, I feel as if I, I have great <laughs> emotional connection to a lot of the Marvel characters. And yeah. a lot of people do. That's why at the end of Infinity War, it was such like a, a powerful thing. And that's what makes art, right? Yeah. Having said that, it's a movie, yeah, right? Yeah, just characters. If something happened, yeah. yeah, if something, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it can be t- easy to be overwhelmed. And at the end of the day, it is okay to not watch or read all the things, um, despite what the commercials are telling you to do. <laughs> and right? everyone on the internet. <laughs> and and every everyone that and on the internet that's my life lesson i love that mm-hmm. should we have a positivity party to wrap this puppy up yeah <laughs> I, thought, I thought for a minute you were gonna say no <laughs> welcome to the positivity party this is how tessa and myself like to wrap up each and every single one of our podcasts spending some time thinking about something that we are thankful for and something that we love about ourselves what's something you're thankful for miss tess i'm thankful for uh i touched on this a little bit earlier but i'm thankful for the world that we live in the the actual natural like the world planet Mm -hmm. that we're living on I think it's really easy for me to just go through life and not even think about like the animals or the birds or the plants that are like outside. I but when I was in Hawaii, I was struck by how different everything was. Like for instance, like we've got little squirrels wandering around. It's springtime, they're gonna find their nuts and they're having little baby squirrels and. Um, 
I didn't really think about how cool squirrels are until I got to Hawaii and there are no squirrels there. Oh, yeah. They have, like, other animals there. Like, for instance, like, their kind of, like, pest mammal is a, is a, a mongoose. So every once in a while you would see these little weasels like running around the resort and it's like, whoa, what is that? And uh, I don't and then the, and the and the birds, they had so, different birds there. They were singing different songs than the songs that I'm I'm used to I'm so used to hearing birds sing that I don't even pay attention to them anymore. I was kind of like accosted by these bird songs. I'm like, what? And then just driving through that island and seeing all the different climates on the island, I was like, it's amazing this place that we live. Yes. And and I just, I guess I I take it for granted a lot of the times, and it's nice to have a moment where you sit and you think about just like how amazing the planet is and all of the things that live on it, not just you and and your internet discourse about Captain Marvel, but like the like amazing planet that we live on and like how we should probably be doing more to conserve like the environment. Maybe maybe <laughs> the next cast is same planet, y'all. Same right? planet, y'all. Yeah, I know, I'm with you. So that's a that's a thing that I'm really grateful for. What's the thing that you're really grateful for, Eric? <laughs> um I wrote down here my amazing family, right? I don't have a huge family. It's mostly me, my wife, my daughter, my mom. My sister lives in Delaware. Her husband, John. Her son, Logan. But um, it's like not everyone has that, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not everyone has that. And, and sometimes at the end of the day, I come home from a long day at work and I still have work to do. Freya work, right? Yeah. You know? Uh, dinner time and bath time and this time. And sometimes it goes easy and sometimes it's fun and sometimes it isn't, you know? And, but at the end of the day, some people don't get that at all. So I'm very thankful for my amazing family. And I, I think I mentioned this before for my amazing wife because some people raise one or multiple kiddos on their own. I do not know how they do it. You know, that is, they are superhumans because uh, with a man, without a man to support, I would have a really hard time. So that's something I'm thankful for. Oh, you know what? I oh. think that whoever is listening to this should say something they're thankful for. Right. What's something you love about yourself, Miss Tess? Um, okay, this goes along with what I was grateful for. There were moments in Hawaii where I was just, like, overcome with the beauty. Like, like looking at that sunset, or communing with the dolphins, yeah. or the whales, or the turtles. Um, or, I mean, just, like, in that moment, and, like, being brought to tears by how beautiful everything is. And I realized that not everybody does that. You know, not everybody appreciates nature or or finds beauty in things so much that they become overwhelmed with emotion. And maybe that makes me weird, but I I it's something I love about myself that I can that I'm I guess I'm sensitive enough that I can like touch that part of me that does get that is very vulnerable and does appreciate those really beautiful things in the world and that's something i love about myself that's a good one yeah what's something you love about yourself uh just well i thought of this because just yesterday i read to some uh kiddos over at evergreen elementary over there and i had a teacher give me a very nice compliment she said you are an excellent 
storyteller. And I was like, that is oh, a really oh, nice yes. of her to tell me and that. it's true, you it, you know, Yeah, I guess I must be. I haven't been fired yet. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, so the thing I love about myself, apparently I'm really good at reading books to kiddos. So <laughs> <laughs> That's something to be proud of. Yeah, now listeners, uh, what's something that you love about yourself? Think about it and then whisper it to the air. Ooh, I just heard it. You get it? Ooh, I got a tingle up my spine. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast. Yeah, thank you. This is episode number... Oh, I no. know, it's been a while for you. 46. You got this? Episode number 46 of Yay. the Sam Team Y'all podcast. My name's Eric. My name is Ted. And if you wanted to get in contact with us, how would they do that, Miss Ted? You can email us. It's real easy. SamTeamYall at gmail.com. You mm-hmm. can also uh, tweet at us, at SamTeamYall. Mm-hmm. Um could also uh, write a message uh, on an acorn, plant it in the ground, and then Eric and I will commune with that tree and, and, and receive your message. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also have another podcast that we, we publish on a fairly regular basis called Same Peaks, y'all, where Tess and I talk about the TV show Twin Peaks. Yeah. So if you're interested, check it out. If you really love me and Eric, you can uh, go listen to us talk yeah. about the classic 90s television show Twin Peaks. Yeah, friends, thank you so much for listening to us. You could literally do anything else with your time or your ears. We love you. Not in a creepy way. Maybe sometimes in a creepy way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah! Did you remember? It's time to talk about Captain Marvel. I almost out of out of out of I am out of habit. I almost hit the stop button. So, C- Captain Marvel, we both loved it, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're in the... What's Captain Marvel? Does she have a lair or anything? <laughs> we're in Captain Marvel's basement. <laughs> we're in her, her... In the comic books, in some of the comic books, she lives in the crown of the Statue of Liberty, which Ooh. I always thought was so cool. That is... Okay, so we're in the crown of the Statue of Liberty. We're all huddled in there, and uh, we're we're in the spoiler zone. So now, um, if anyone happened to creep into the Statue of Liberty, um, and you haven't watched Captain Marvel, um, or you care about spoilers, um, you're probably gonna want to stop now. Um, but creep back out. <laughs> creep back out past the security guards and all that. Um, did you? How many things did you bring to this conversation? So, so for I... the for the sake of. For the sake of uh, keeping things under a Peter Jackson length movie. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, when I was thinking about the things that I wanted to touch on about this movie, there were three things that I really loved about this movie. There were three questions that I had about this movie. And there was one observation that I had about the movie. Um, I just have three things. How are we okay. going to do this? I feel like as we go, we will probably touch upon all of the things. So okay. do you, you- want to go first? Well, you go first. <laughs> you you go first. Okay. Um, Tell me a thing you were loving about. And I Captain I just Marvel. they're not well. I guess they're things I'm loving. They're okay. just things they're I just wanted. Things, things that you wanted, I wanted to, talk to discuss. About. You got it. Um, I really love the movie, but the thing that I think struck me the most about it is, and we talked about this earlier. Like it's easy to kind of make comparisons 
Um, this is a, a, a uh, very yes. strong, a very strong female hero in a superhero world uh, comparisons to Wonder Woman, right? Yes. And the thing I think I loved about it the most is that we've well, first of all, we concluded Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel they would be friends, right? I think so. They would be best friends. Yeah. We need to write that fan fiction. <laughs> um, but I like the way that they both address the issue. Well, not the issue. How they address um, like living in under they address the issue of patriarchy <laughs> yeah. in two very different ways uh-huh. you know and tell me if i am if i'm saying this wrong but like wonder woman she lives on themiscara she comes to man's world man's world in quotations and cat uh chris pine is like no you don't understand here they don't uh, they don't expect you to speak up she's right. like i don't understand that here they they expect you to wear dresses that doesn't make sense here they don't think you're strong she's like that doesn't make sense at all so like wonder woman shows up completely unaware that the patriarchy even exists. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know it happens. She shows up and she's like, boom, the walls are down because <laughs> you guys are fools and I'm just going to do it. I don't know what's going on. The thing that struck me about Captain Marvel is she, at least in the the part of her life where she's Carol Danvers before she loses her memory, mm-hmm. she's the opposite. She grew up in our world, right? Mm-hmm. And that scene where she keeps falling down, right? Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. That's for boys. No, you can't do that. Only guys fly planes. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Girls but don't she go keep, fast. Girls don't go fast. But he, she keeps getting up, right? Yes. And I love the way, for two entirely different ways. Wonder Woman's like, no, out of the way. Boom. She never fell down. What? Right? Wonder Woman never, I mean, not literally. I'm right, sure, right. sure she fell down at one point, like yeah. tripped on a stone or something. But I mean, she never like fell down like, no, you're a woman. You can't do that. And if someone tried to tell her that, she's like a full grown woman at this point. Wonder, a full grown Wonder Woman at this point. So she says, no, I don't ignore that. Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers on the other hand is people constantly saying no, no, no. Even at the end, um, what's Jude Law? What's that Jan guy's name? Rog. Yeah, even, right? Even he's like, no, no, we need to put that thing on you to limit your powers. Mm-hmm. Although they're telling her it's to give her powers, right? Yeah. So hers is the idea of you keep getting up, you keep getting up, keep getting up. They say you're not meant to go fast, but guess what? You're actually meant to go faster than anyone else on the planet. You know? Yeah. So that's a thing that I really love. Like two, two different takes but two amazing uh, ways to approach the same topic. So, um, Something that I loved about this movie is, it may not seem like an important thing okay, to anybody, okay. but one of the things I loved about the Captain Marvel comics is her cat. Now, her cat in the comics is named Chewie, okay. and the cat in this movie is named Goose. But we come to find out that the cat is not a cat. The cat is a flurkin, which is a type of alien that has, like, tentacles. Mm -hmm. And I was curious if they were going to do that in the movie because I I think... Is it a flurkin in the comics as well? And and they do, like, there's, like, a whole, like, really cute storyline where she's traveling with the Guardians of the Galaxy at one point and Rocket is like, get that cat away from me. And she's like, why? And he's like, that cat's going to lay eggs and then those monsters are going to get us. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about and it's so funny and i love the way that they did it in the movie i love the like cgi on the cat like the different expressions that the cat has and i also really love nick fury in this movie because he's he's got he's nick fury before he's nick fury you know like the nick fury that we know is like all this is the answer this is what we're doing all ba all of the time and he's just this total like yeah like you said in control dude and then we see him he's he's almost like he's like way more like 
Woo, what is this? Ooh, there are aliens. Ooh, there are what are you doing, girl? He, what is that? He is <laughs> Who are you playing? He is such an interesting character in this movie too, because I mean, don't get me wrong, like he's physically capable, right? Yeah. Like he keeps up as much as he can with Captain Marvel. Um, and he's like savvy too, you know, like he figures out that guy is not real. He's a, one of the scroll and all that. But like, it is kind of like a little bit before the legend of Nick Fury. Yes. Right? And I love, uh, seeing like more of his personality because he's kind of, he's basically like a background character yeah. in a lot of the Avengers movies. Um, and he serves a purpose and the purpose is to be like the cool guy who's in control of stuff. Or he's like the guy, he's almost like the, oh, you weren't there. That's right. I don't know why I put you in this memory. I was in an escape room once with our friend. I know you weren't there. I was in an escape room once with our friend, Sean yeah. and about six other people. And Sean was the guy that he wasn't ever acting on an actual puzzle, but he would just walk around and be like, have you uh, tried turning that around the other way? And it'd be like, oh, you're looking for key? They've got a key over there. And like, you know what I mean? And Nick Fury's the guy. He's the guy that he's not the superhero. He's going to bring them together. And it doesn't matter if he needs a lie or not. He'll tell you what needs to be told to get the results that he needs, you know? Yeah. And I, I just liked in this movie, he's the guy who really likes cats. Yeah. And... <laughs> The cat, and I love that. I love that we got to see a little bit more of his personality, and I really loved what they did with the flirkin. Yeah, really well, that actually super naturally cute. leads me to my second thing I was going to bring up. Is yeah, how he loses the eye. Yeah, right. So I thought it was such a dumb so joke because the whole time I was like, Amanda, you know, we're going to see him lose his eye. She's like, I don't think so. I was like. He's got two eyes. He's going to lose an eye. And the whole time we're like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then it was... Because I think there are like a couple times in the movie where they're like, how's your eye? And he's like, I'm fine. (laughs) And I like the idea too that after the point, like, because he ends up losing the eye, right? Or at least the eye's dead, you know? Is like later, I guess people just said like, oh, I heard it was he fought off like five Russians, right? I heard heard that, you know, whatever happened, he just never like confirms nor denies. Because I was was doing this... The legend of Nick Fury. I was doing this. And I think sometimes he plays into it too because I was doing my I was doing my rewatch and in Winter Soldier um, he's talking I think uh, in the movie Winter Soldier he's talking to Captain well he yeah he takes it off at one point to because he has that scanned it's like a secret back door Ah, key but one point he's talking to Captain America and uh, Captain America's like you don't trust people much do you and he's like last time I trusted someone I lost my eye and I was like that doesn't that doesn't pertain unless you mean you trusted a cat once and they scratched your eye you know so very cute yeah very cute um what's another thing that you wanted to oh, talk about oh how about you do your next love I only okay. got one thing left that I oh, wanted okay. to discuss yeah the soundtrack in this movie it's good it's very good right is fantastic it's 90s nostalgia but it's also like Girl power, yeah. 90s nostalgia. And I feel like the 1990s were was an era of girl power. I mean, the Spice Girls were were out proclaiming girl power to the world. And there were a lot of, like, great female rock musicians that I had kind of forgotten about. Like, uh, uh, there's a garbage song on the soundtrack. There's a whole song on the soundtrack. There's oh, a... I forgot garbage a, existed. Yes, there's a No Doubt song Except on the on soundtrack. Except for on Tuesdays and Fridays. I always remember... <laughs> I always remember garbage exists on those days (laughs) um and i just really dug the soundtrack i liked um there uh probably my two favorite moments is the just a girl fight Mm. i love it and i also really love there's a, a scene where they put the nirvana song come as you are in the background and it it i think it really like 
complemented the scene really well. And so I I liked the 90s nostalgia factor. Like, because, I mean, this movie takes place in the era of Blockbuster and Radio Shack, and they don't want you to forget about that. Um, uh, but they also kind of, they did, like, a very cool, like, spin on it where it's almost like, if Carol had been around in the 90s in, in on Earth, th- this is the music she would have been listening yeah. to. <laughs> I think, too, to add to that, not only the soundtrack, but I think the score is really well done, too. Because if, if Carol, because, uh, like, she didn't have her memories at the beginning, yes. right? If yeah. she's of, like, two worlds, right? Like, this future Guardians of the Galaxy, greater Marvel, <laughs> Kree world, right? Yeah. And then the 90s, I need to... I need to do what I want to do despite like, you know, the men of the world or, or the world telling me otherwise. Yeah. I think they did a good job of blending those two ideas with our, our nineties girl power music on one side. And then just this really cool rockin' like sci-fi future space music that I thought was really cool. And like, it starts off kind of like, not, I want to say with a bang, but really at the beginning, not because I'm personally not that well versed in like all the Cree stuff. Yeah. So at the beginning, you're kind of like, whoa, look at the city. Whoa, look at Jude Law. It's a very, What's a supreme intellect? It's or a whatever. very immersive what experience. Is this? And right yeah. away, you're just, it's almost like you're just thrown right into yes. like this science fiction. I don't know if it's, I, I wanted to say 80s, but maybe it's just like science fiction y kind of feel. And it's just like really a little overwhelming, but like the music just adds to like, whoa. And then once you get to Earth, it slows down a bit and you're like, okay, I can kind of process what happened a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, great, great music, you know? Yes. What's another thing? Uh, I just really enjoyed the twist about the scroll, right? Ah, yes. That was one of my questions yeah, about Was that your question? Okay, we'll lead into that then. Yeah. Because I was wondering, because I knew the scroll were going to be in this movie. Yes. And I was wondering if like our next, you know, for lack of a better word, event, right? Once uh-huh. we're done Endgame and all that. Was it going to uh, pertain to the scrolls? Yeah. Are we going to have a secret invasion type situation? Yeah. Where like, let's say... Three movies past Endgame, Captain Marvel, like, is walking in and she ends up walking into, I don't know, Ant-Man in the bathroom mid-scroll or something. And then she's like, whoa, who around me is a scroll? Um, which could still happen, but the twist that the scroll aren't the, the end-all bad guys. Yeah. They're just trying to survive. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. So one of my questions about the movie was, what did you think of the scrolls as I, good guys? I, I liked it. I mean, I like, I mean, here's the deal. Good, bad both sides of the, the, I guess, the Kree and the scroll like, war, they've done bad things, right? Yes. Even, I don't remember his name, but, like, the main scroll guy who ends up being a yeah. daddy with his little oh, kid God. and all that. I'm, by the way, I'm very happy he made it through. Yes, I thought for sure, but he made it through, and they even had, like, a sweet moment where they're all, like, drinking Coronas on a table, <laughs> and, and the wife's giving them a hard time, and you're just like, ah, they're just like a regular couple, you know? And um, I uh, just really like that... Oh, anyway, all that to say is that they, they've both done bad things. The yeah. Scrawl, the Cree, everyone's done bad things. But I really like the twist of, like, they just want to find a home. And I guess that's what, if I was to give you a question, I guess that's what Captain Marvel was doing. That's finding what I'm guessing she's doing. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, escorting them across the galaxy to cool. find a new place to be. Before we move into, like, questions. Yeah. Did you want to give us some more loves and let whatever? Me, let me see. Let me save my last love to wrap up okay. our Captain Marvel because I think it's a good wrap up. Okay, good okay. wrap up. Are yeah, you going to so, wrap it to me? <laughs> no, not going to wrap it, but we're going to wrap it up. Um, 
the yeah, I thought the scrolls as good guys was an interesting twist because I think if you if you just watch the Marvel movies, that's fine. But if you read a lot of Marvel comics, yeah. the scrolls are kind of a classic. Well, I bad knew guy. I don't read a ton of them, but I I knew enough that I know that it's like oh, space bad guys are coming. Scroll, yeah, you know. I actually thought yeah. I before we knew that the aliens and Avengers, the first one was the Chitari. I was wondering if they were going to end up being scroll. You uh, know, I didn't know. Yeah. You know. So, so. Um, a question that I have for you. What? Okay. <laughs> Carol and Maria. Yeah. Are they in love? Oh. I think they're in love. They could be. <laughs> Is she in love? Well, I would ask you, not that it has to be the same, but are they a thing in the comics? They are not a thing in the no. comics. They're... In, in I the, don't know. In the comic books that, like, I'm most familiar with, the continuity that I'm most familiar with, um... Uh, Carol has a few friends with children, and there's a friend in particular that she's um, that she's very close to the child, and she calls the child Lieutenant Trumbull. Yeah. And they 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 took that and put it into this movie, and they and they they kind of changed with, it around. They yeah. changed it around, but they kind of took that idea that Carol is kind of good with kids in a way that is unexpected because Carol's kind of like a Sarah, like she's a very serious person. And, but she's got this kind of, she's, but it, with the kids, she's, she's got a little of a light side where she, where she's uh, a little more vulnerable, but there's, there's not, there are lesbians in the Captain Marvel continuity, but it's never like Carol is a lesbian. I think. Carol's very no nonsense and doesn't have time for a lot of romance. There like is she's zero got, time in this whole movie. She's for romance. got bigger fish to fry. She's got to save the world. There was a continuity that I enjoyed where she had a romance with Rhodey. Um, and I thought they were a good couple because they're both like former military pilots. I think I might have actually read an issue where yeah. that wasn't a main part, but like he, she came home at the end of like a day of superheroing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I thought they were a good couple. And then that led into, I think, Civil War Two, where Rhodey dies and then uh, Iron Man like blames Carol for his death. And it's like a whole dramatic thing that happens. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. But one civil war wasn't enough. <laughs> that was like that's. I mean, that's a yeah, total yeah, tangent yeah, yeah. on its own. But I just thought in the movie, I could definitely see if they're gonna continue like making Captain Marvel movies. Like, I feel like I could see them developing that relationship, and I like that. I think it's interesting. What did you think about it? If they did that, like if they continued that and made, uh, and I, what's her name, Maria? Maria, yeah. If they made, if they were a couple, I think that would be amazing, just for the sake of representation mm-hmm. in films. You know, same same reason, just Captain Marvel having her own movie, right? Yeah. I would say, and before I say this, I should say that I'm usually kind of blind to such things, but I didn't get any. You didn't. You weren't I feeling. It. I just got they were just two best friends, and I same thing too about like I. If they ended up being a couple, I would totally support it. Um, why but they don't I? need to be. Like, couldn't two women just be best Thank friends? Thank you. And yeah. I kind of feel the same way about, like, Finn and Poe. Yeah. Like, once you say, like, two guys are friends, well, now they got to be romantically involved. Now that kind of means that two men can't be really close friends unless they're also having sex. I right? get it. I totally you know? get it. Now, if they decide to go that way, that's awesome. I totally get it. I just felt like they, like, gaze into each other's eyes a lot in this movie. And it might have been that I was, like, projecting that onto Tess, them. Though, but... Like, well, we're two different... <laughs> we're two different genders, but, like, we've spent enough podcasts here. Let's say you are gone. For how long was she gone? 
Oh, years. Years. You come back yeah. and we'll gaze in each other's eyes. I guess and I would say, maybe we would. And I would say, pancake. And you would say... <laughs> Maple syrup. Thank you. I don't know. If they did that, I would be totally in favor, but I didn't get that vibe. Um, you know? And then another thing that is from the comics, just in case you're interested, is there is a character, Monica Rambeau, in the comics, and they named the little girl Monica Rambeau, and I'm wondering if they're gonna, like... Because she's, like, another Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I was I was wondering if they were gonna, like, you know, work on that character for the future of the MCU. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, another question I had? Let me see. Do I have another question? So oh, many questions. So many questions. What did you think of the post credit scene? The And I'm talking about the post credit scene where... When the cat... Pops up. By the way, you not know, that one. This is crazy, but I was sitting there because I like to speculate what is it going to be. And okay. I know a lot of times, not all the times, sometimes there's variations to this, but a lot of times the serious, like the actual plot one, is like early on so people can see it. Yeah. And then kind of the goofy one <laughs> is at the is end. At the end. Yeah. And I, I mean, they switched it around. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, anyway, I thought the cat coughing up the thing was really fun because I'm like, how's the test rack coming out? Right. <laughs> um, what did I think of it? I think it's great. I mean, I kind of assumed she was going to show up. I didn't realize she would show up right at the end credits. Right. That's why I was I was interested because I I presume about and we have no idea what this movie is going to be like. This Endgame movie. Ooh, yeah. I presume. Actually, I got some, have we talked about this? Have we talked about Thanos? No. Okay. I'll okay. save that. I'm writing a note so I don't forget this. Okay. So we I presumed that Captain Marvel would have a a role to play in Endgame just because we uh, everyone's done everything that they could do you know all of our heroes have fought and failed except for aiming for the head (laughs) they did not do that (laughs) and bad things happen and so now you kind of need another hero to come in and rejuvenate the cause so i thought okay she's gonna show up and um Nick Fury sent out a little message to her, and we On find out space pager. We find out that the pager is not a time traveling pager, which was my prediction. It is a it's just a pager of like the ultimate emergency has occurred, and I need you to come back from the very it's important like, mission yeah. that you left on. I'll need you to come back to Earth to to save the day. Uh, but I guess. I thought she was gonna make like a grand entrance, and if we oh, like during like a battle, like yeah. like save the like how are we gonna do it? Dun, dun, yeah, dun. like if yeah. what we saw in the post credit scene is how she arrives, is like is that where we're picking up the movie? Because I'm a little I'm a little confused about the timeline. Which it, I mean, the timeline can be wibbly wobbly. Well, there's it's a no time stone, so yeah. that's why <laughs> it's no big deal. But I have in the in the previews for Endgame and the trailers for Endgame. The characters that we saw in Infinity War look different. Like, for instance, uh, Cap's got a short hairdo and a shaved face, and Nat's got red hair again, and uh, Hawkeye's got like a or or uh, he's got like a mohawk. Going he's got on. like a shaved head kind of thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like a very like emo hairdo. That's like everyone. The, that's the haircut you give yourself. When your family turned to dust. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. You look yeah. in the mirror and you go... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I took that to mean like some time has passed between the very end of of Infinity War movie and the beginning of the Endgame movie. But that doesn't necessarily have to be true. Like it could pick up like right where we left off where they're like trying to figure out that pager and then boom, this girl shows up. But I don't know. I was just curious what you thought was going to happen in Endgame. And it sounds like you have some sort of prediction. 
I talked to Amy K about this, our good friend. So you might, she might have, you guys might have talked about this. Already. Have have you considered? And I haven't been, I have not been anywhere like looking on message boards. So maybe this I know. Is, maybe this is an old. Maybe this is an old theory, and people are like, no, this is lame. But when Thanos snapped his finger, yep. and fifty percent of, of the galaxy of is all the life on the galaxy. Well, first, quick question: Does that involve trees? Hopefully not trees. It's life. I would argue, after reading Overstory, that if all life is just things that walk on two legs, you need a different perspective of life, Thanos. <laughs> but anyway, uh, does that include when he said, could that have included himself? Oh, in that, like, quote-unquote afterlife that we see. Well, because is... he sees Gamora. Yeah. And she asks him, did you do it or whatever? He's yeah. like, yeah. She goes, what does it cost you? And he says, everything. So I almost wonder, and all that to say, maybe he's not dead. We got to find him. I wonder if leading up, and maybe I haven't seen all the trailers. So if like Thanos is stomping around, smashing people in a trailer, and I don't know about it, then I he's I, not I just in don't any know. of the trailers. Thank you. Yeah. I think we're all leading up like, oh, they're gonna get together. How are they gonna beat Thanos? Maybe it's not even a question. Thanos isn't even around. Maybe maybe Thanos isn't around, but they still have to find a way to. They do to, to I'm, return. I'm just saying. I think a lot of our kind of like assumptions going into this. Or could be skewed on their head. And also we do know, and this isn't a, a form of trickery. This is just a form of, so that we can preserve what the, tr- what the, what the movie is about without spoiling things through trailers is I know Marvel and I think probably other companies, they show trailers and then the things that happen in the trailers don't really happen in the movie. Sometimes, Like there's yeah. a whole scene in, in the Avengers Infinity War trailer where they're like running together and yeah. Hulk is there as the Hulk and Rhodey's there and they're zooming in. And I was like, no, that never happened. That Maybe definitely never happened. They could be trolling me. They well, could totally be like misleading me on well, purpose. Well, I don't. Here's the deal. Like, just real quick, I don't know if the word troll is appropriate. Like here, they, they might well, be misleading. I'm not you. saying it in yeah. like a mean way, the yeah. way that a lot of people use yeah, the word troll. Yeah. I just mean in like a they may be uh, they may be playing with me. It's they may a, be messing with it's me. It's a catch twenty two because you got to give a trailer so that people get excited. But, but you, you don't, don't want to give away. Thank you. So I actually think it's, I think it's kind of cool that you get as long as it's not like completely wrong. Like like they show I don't know a Captain America. I don't know, as long as they don't show an entirely different movie or something yeah. entirely different. I'm fine with them changing small things to preserve the 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 surprise of the movie. And now that you, you know? mentioned that, now I'm wondering like what is real and what isn't yeah. cuz there is a trailer that shows Tony like among the heroes. Like yeah. he's walking with everybody and I'm like last well, we saw Tony, he was basically like trapped on a on a planet by himself. Another little example and I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering this correctly, and sometimes it's not even to preserve a secret, but it's almost to have a particular moment in a trailer that 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 a moment in a trailer that will be like representative of the film without it actually needing to happen in the film because there's a moment in Thor Ragnarok in the trailer that you see like Thor and um was I remember Valkyrie's Valkyrie. name, but Valkyrie and you see Loki and you see uh the Hulk and they're like the team that never happens in the movie <laughs> like they, they walk I mean it mostly happens but Thor's uh Hulk isn't there because he's busy fighting a giant dog yeah you know so like it's just an interesting thing like now I'm going back and going and by the way, this is not, a, I don't think, a bad thing at all. They're just, that's represent, because they did form a team in yeah, the movie. Yeah, they do. They do form a team, and, it, you know, they wanted to have that moment for the trailer, but it didn't make sense to have it in the movie. Like, it just didn't, Hulk was fighting a dog, is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, in right. game, I don't know what's happening in 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 two weeks from today. My, you got your tickets? No, not yet. 
Not yet. Got to work on it. Um, my observation about the movie. Okay. If I if I had to critique this film hmm. and I had to say something negative about That's it. That's fair. I would say that I would have liked to see this movie like three years ago. And here's why. Now, I know. Okay. Right. Okay. okay I know. You know, I'm like biased because I, I love I love Carol Danvers. She's my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. And they've been telling me for years they were going to make a movie. And then they didn't. They made another Ant-Man movie. And then they made a Spider-Man movie. And I was like, when is my Captain Marvel okay. movie coming out? Um, but I'm saying like, it. I feel like a Captain Marvel movie about three years ago would have been a good idea because... Um, when we meet her, this is a very interesting origin story. Because when we meet her, she doesn't know who she is. We don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know who she is. And she's finding out at the same time that we are who she is and what she is capable of. Yeah. And it's a very interesting origin story um, that I think would have benefited from a second movie where we could all fall in love with her. Because I feel like... If you weren't in love with her at the end of this movie, and it's possible that you weren't because you just met her. A second movie, I'm in love with this chick. Third movie, all right, I'm down. Are you looking at my face right now? I'm down and I'm ready for Endgame. What are you, what are you thinking? (laughs) You're thinking, you're thinking, shut up, Tess. What am I, no, what am I, here, just look at my face. Here, here, I'm going to give you some expressions as you tell me, and I'm just, you tell me, what am I thinking, like. He's thinking, Tess, you're too close to it. <laughs> okay, what else am I thinking? Okay, just keep him. You're thinking. I mean, we can we can wish in one hand and crap in the other mm, hand. Okay, you see do, which gets filled first. You really know the pancakes and the syrup. You do. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Like, I, I almost I agree more. Not necessarily about Captain Marvel, but. I would have liked to have seen just me personally um, a female-led superhero movie in Marvel before 10 years right yeah. we waited 10 years till it happened yeah. right and i feel like they could have easily made a black widow movie and that's not that would have say, been awesome yeah and that's not to say that there haven't been strong women there's been a lot of them and that is awesome but for one to get their own movie it's taken in the marvel universe in the marvel movie, marvel universe has taken 11 years yeah. you know um, and so that's something I would have liked to see earlier. Captain Marvel, I think if we had it three years ago, then you would have been enjoying Captain Marvel for three years by the time we had this conversation. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Sure, I kind of wish... Man, I wish Avengers came out when I was eight. That would have been amazing, too. I was you know? just saying, like, I feel like they're pumping her up to be like, this is the next phase of yes, Marvel. I agree with she's, that. She's going to come in an endgame and save the day. Like, how else are you interpreting that pager scene, you know? Like, I feel like they're pumping her up, and I I don't know if this movie was sufficient enough of a pump up. I feel like it could have pumped her up. It would have pumped her up more if Tess, we had, like, two movies. Tess, I would yeah. love to just cross this microphone and give you a big hug and tell you, you you're very close to this. You're very close. I, I will tell you, as a person it. who just went to see that movie... I'm sufficiently pumped up. Good. I thought she did Good, a I'm glad. I mean, I mean, to be honest, she did things once I'm she... I'm worried. I want people to be pumped up for her. But Tess, <laughs> I don't want to do this. There's the real world. <laughs> there's the invented world in and my There's head. the invented world. And worrying about people being pumped up about Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which world that is. You're right. I'm you glad know. we had this therapy Thank session. Thank you. I mean, really. I mean, I totally see what you mean. But that. I'll tell you right now, just viewing it, viewing that movie, shh. She showed me that she's she punched her way through a Cree ship. That was pretty and then, cool. And then Ronan 
turned around and was like, I gotta go. Yeah. You know? I think she's... And I don't think it's... I think the next phase, she'll be... I th- I think, too... I mean, if we just want to do some theories about Endgame while we're at it, I think Tony and Cap are, are gonna die in the next movie, mm-hmm. you know? And I think Captain Marvel will be the next kind of, like, either leader or, or main... I mean, Captain America. Yeah, I guess Captain America is like the leader of yeah, the Avengers, he is. you know. Um, even if he's not wearing a hat that says "I'm the leader," yeah. you know, I think she's going to be the next leader, and and she'll kind of usher in like the next phase. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I agree. Like, if there was another movie, then this is the second Captain Marvel movie. But I mean, I don't know. It's like once you get into that conversation, then <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. I wish we had more Hulk movies, and I wish we had that. I mean, that's just a weird situation i do think that the placement and i think i mentioned this in our last cast as i think the placement of this this epi- uh, this movie was really kind of smart though and i like too that even if captain marvel may be new to like our movie viewers the character mm-hmm. learning that this character inspired the fairy to create the Avengers. thank you and i think in a way i think this placement even though you're right like if it was two or three years ago you would have been able to enjoy it more wait let's take a moment would you have enjoyed it more <laughs> If you watched it three years ago, just ponder that for a second. But um, <laughs> um, uh, was it, I don't remember who it is on Queer Eye who says he goes, we don't have time to unpack all of this. <laughs> but um, uh, all that to say is I thought it was really smart to have this brand new character and then find out like this person we never knew about inspired in a way the Avengers initiative. You know, I don't know. I, to me, it just worked, worked perfectly. And without maybe maybe I'm not as like close to it. As and to be honest, like maybe five years ago, I would have been right. Mm-hmm. You know, like to be honest, twenty sixteen, Eric, March twenty fourth, twenty sixteen, after the end of Batman vs Superman. I mean, I was spending a lot of time in that imagined world, and that imagined world was really stressing me out. It was affecting me and my uh, all kinds of stuff in a bad way. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I think its placement was fine. I think. Endgame is going to be amazing. Endgame is going to be a phenomenal experience. I'm going to wrap it up with a really sweet moment that I witnessed when I went to see the movie. So a funny story about me going to see Captain Marvel is, you know, I purposely waited to go see it so I could go see it with Amy after I came back from Hawaii. And Amy was like, all right, I'll meet you at the theater at 930 because that's the first showing. Like when I came back, we're ready to go. And then I'm waiting around. And there's no Amy. Amy had told me about this. There's yeah. no Amy. And like, I'm thinking, Amy's probably just running late. Amy secretly hated Captain Marvel. Amy hated no, she, <laughs> she loved it. I was like, I was like, Amy, she's probably running late. Um, I'll just wait. I'll wait and I'll keep waiting. And and then it's starting. It's 930. And I'm like, the movie is going to start soon. Like there's previews. So I was like, may I'll just buy a ticket and go in there. I'm not going to wait for Amy because Amy had our tickets. And I, I was like, you know, she's probably just running late. But I don't want to miss the beginning of this very important movie in my life. So I bought yeah. myself a ticket. I bought myself some popcorn. I ran in there. And she would have wanted you to go in anyway. Yeah, she wouldn't have wanted so. you to miss it. You I think know? so. And I, I, I ran in there. But then and I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking. I, and I bought my ticket like kind of close to where she said our tickets were. So like when she popped in, I could move over and we could sit together. But. I'm starting watching this movie. I'm getting I'm getting like 15 minutes in, no Amy. 30 minutes in, no Amy. I start to worry. Yeah. And I start to like 
text on my phone. Well, I felt bad because there were other people in the theater, but I'm like, I'm looking up Baynet. I'm well, like, you is didn't Amy know if there okay? was an accident. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, did Amy, is Amy all right? I finally get a text from Amy, <laughs> and she just said that she overslept her clock, and she's going to watch it later that day. But um, at the very end of the movie... By the way, bunch of amateurs. Tons of people getting up and walking out. Didn't even see the end credits scene. Amanda and I always joke about that. Like, And I think some people may even know and they're like, ah, I'll look it up online. Okay, I'll look it up but online. Amanda and I are always like, we should say something. We should stop. <laughs> Stay! Like, no, you don't don't leave yet! You don't understand! So I'm sitting in the theater and there's only one other like group of people who have stayed in the theater to watch the end credits scene, which I thought was a little weird, but that's okay. I'm sitting there and I'm by myself. And then there's this other group. And you saw the other group. It was Brie Larson. No, that would be amazing. No, no, no. By the way, not to cut you off, I thought she did a phenomenal job. I thought she did real good. I thought she, I thought she, as a person coming in and like I went in, I don't want to say blind. Like I knew probably more about this character than like a a regular movie guard just watching just the movies. But I thought she did a phenomenal job. She really sold me that character. I've heard a lot of criticism of her performance uh, being very kind of like flat and stoic and and bland and i was thinking to myself she she doesn't have like a personality because she's been told no. for all these years who she's supposed to be and she's supposed to be a repressed individual like yan rug does not want her to know who she is and what she's capable of and also like she's basically an amnesia patient for most of the movie like when she finds out like by the way i'm your best friend we used to sing well, karaoke together she's like oh really i didn't know that i think she should i think well if someone's criticism is like well she's just very flat and stoic i would argue some people are, and this is yeah. another, some people, that's just a type of personality some people have. And I feel like in the comic books, like I said, the way I would describe her is a very no-nonsense person yeah. who has important things to do, and she doesn't really have time for, like, entertainment and romance and stuff like that. So I felt like Brie Larson really portrayed that and, Captain Marvel that I was expecting to and see I think on screen, there was to enough, be honest. I think there was enough fun, not just in the movie, but, like, from her, too. Like, her experiencing, like, her... Um, she definitely got some one-liners like, in there. It, it wasn't like... Um, it wasn't like when she realized, oh, I can fly. It wasn't like uh, like in Man of Steel when Superman realized he could fly. He's like, whoa! You know, he's like, yeah! And it's like, you feel that, but it was almost like... Yes, you know, like it was like this. Yes, I can fly. Like I knew I could fly. Yeah, you like know? finally and, I'm flying, and I know I can punch through this ship. You know, and I don't know. To me, it's like maybe she was stoic, but that is a valid personality trait, and that yeah. is a personality trait that some people share. I know? agree with you. I thought she was. I thought she was fine. I don't. I don't understand. People are like very not. I, there's a lot of people who aren't enjoying her performance. I thought it was fine. I thought it was. I thought it was good. But I will tell you, so Brie Larson was not in the theater oh, with me. Oh. I probably would have, like, really freaked out if she was. You would have peed your pants. I probably would have. But there was... Sarah would have had to clean it up. <laughs> there was a small girl in the theater with me oh. in a full Captain Marvel uniform. And she says to her mom, Mom, can we watch it again? And mom said, this is the third time we've watched it. And wow. she said, but mom, I think if we just hide in here. <laughs> we can watch it again and her mom was like that's not how it works you have to go and you have to buy another ticket and she's like well, mom and she's like we'll watch it again on another day but today we have other things that we need to do and she's like okay and it was so cute it was so cute to think this little girl loves this movie so much that 
her mom has bought her a full Captain Marvel uniform and taken her to see it. And you got the impression that the mom was like, yeah, okay, whatever, kid. This kid loves this movie. That's so sweet to me. And then when we were leaving, she was like, mom, mom, mom. And she's like, okay, get in front of the poster. We'll take another picture. And every time they come to the theater, she has to take her picture in front of Captain Marvel's poster, posing like Captain Marvel. I thought it was so sweet. And I feel like this was her movie. You know, like this was a this is a really great movie for young girls to to watch and to see a like a cool chick role model who's very powerful and doesn't let anybody tell her. Yeah. Like you can't do this. Don't do it. She's like forget about it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fly. I'm going to punch through a ship. See if you can stop me. Well, that was oh, a real. That's right. You can't. Cuz I don't know if her power levels are ever like fully defined. In fact, I was looking through like a Marvel encyclopedia, you know, we have, and sometimes they have their power levels and all that. And like the level that they listed her at, and this is like real nerdy territory. The level, excuse me, sir, the level that you listed Captain Marvel at didn't sound like the exactly appropriate as the in the movie to punch through a Kree ship. Um, but pushing that aside, I mean, she was she's often it, described in the comics as earth's mightiest hero yeah so thor is gonna find that really funny <laughs> well he's not from earth so yeah well yeah that's true i'm just only reason i asked that the only reason i said it is because uh in thor ragnarok he's because that's a funny one he keeps going thor strongest avengers <laughs> thor strongest thor strongest avenger i don't understand but um no it was it was a very special movie and that movie i mean it's for everyone to enjoy but at the end of the day it's Hopefully to inspire a lot of our young kiddos, right? And and, and it was and, working. Like, yeah. I saw it working on this little girl, and I it really warmed my heart to see that. Very nice. How do we sign this off, Tess? We always have a hard time signing this off. You have the you may have the privilege of doing your own unique sign-off at this point. You know what? Captain Marvel was the stuff we were loving this past fortnight. Hey, guys. We'll see you in one fortnight. I Hopefully. Pro- <laughs> I was going to say, I promise. <laughs> You don't want to make me break. Don't my- not don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's okay. <laughs>